My name is Courtney Vorl, and I have two kiddos. Josh is three, Lily is one. And to start off, I would love to just pray for our time together. So if you would bow your heads with me. Dear God, thank you that this morning you are the same God that you were when you created the earth, that you're the same God before that, that you was in communion with the Holy Spirit and Jesus before the world was even created. And thank you that you are the same today as you've always been and you always will be, and that we can praise you. And God, today my heart's request is that my friends and I would just give witness and testimony to how we've seen you work in our lives. And I pray for all of us here that we would be reminded of your goodness and just the beauty of your plan that we can come together and love and serve each other and bear each other's burdens. Bless our time. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Um, Well, to get started, we're going to all introduce ourselves to each other. Before that, I want to share our key verse, which is Hebrews 10, 24, and 25. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another all the more as you see the day approaching. And hopefully as we share what God's done in and through us, that verse will become evident why we chose it. Um, So we're going to start off and share how each one of us went outside of our comfort zone initially and sort of stretched ourselves to get our group started, and Katrina is going to kick us off. My name is Katrina Sergey, and I have two kids, a little boy who's almost one, Cannon, and a little girl named Carson who's three years old. And um, Stacy and I worked together at Watermark with another girl, Jamie. So we kind of knew each other, but we weren't really close. And I, we were all pregnant at the same time with our first kids. And I knew Courtney. One time she came to my house and kind of did some money-wise counseling with us. And um, another girl in our group, Elizabeth, we served in Cruisers and Creepers at the library at Lake Highlands High School, so I knew of her, and uh, we were all pregnant at the same time, so I just sent out an email saying, hey, we're all pregnant, we're going to have a baby within six weeks of each other, do you all want to start a play group after square one? And so we weren't really friends, we just all had a common thing going, we're about to have a baby. And that was um, my email, and we all said, yes, let's do that, and after square one, we decided we were going to keep going on Thursdays. And that was kind of my kickoff to the group. I'm Stacy. I have a daughter, Auburn, who's three, and then Myla, who's five weeks tomorrow. So you can pray that she doesn't scream the whole time because she's out there. Um, like Katrina said, we worked um, at Watermark. Jamie and Katrina and I worked together, and we weren't really, we were more acquaintances than friends. We knew each other, but. Um, didn't really, you know, hang out outside of passing by each other's cubicles. And so we knew each other, and um, we happened to go to a breastfeeding class together that Sarah Crotty did. She leads Square One, if you all don't know her. And I met Courtney there, and um, so we kind of kept talking about starting a play group and decided we'd go meet at La Madeline's for lunch. So we're all walking in nine months pregnant. Having lunch together, and was, I remember being a little nervous because I just, you know, I didn't really know them very well, and there were some girls that I'd never met before, and I'm not normally one that wants to go out and with people I don't know. I'm a little nervous, and um, so uh, we did that, and I remember Elizabeth, who's um, actually no longer in our group because she just moved to Kansas City, but she came in, and she didn't know anybody, and she, actually, she almost went and sat with another 
table who were had pregnant moms there, and so it was just kind of it was just not, I remember being a little nervous, just not knowing the, you know the other women, but remember um, just being excited about the possibility of starting um, the play group. So, hi, my name's Karen, and I have a son, Jack, who's three, and I showed up to Square One. Um, with my little three-week-old baby, and I had quit working and didn't know anybody under the age of 40. So I thought, this is my opportunity. I better meet people quick, or I'm going to go crazy. And I walk in, and I see these girls who apparently have already met. I didn't realize they'd only met once, but in my mind, they had been meeting with each other for years, and they had known each other forever and ever, and how am I ever going to make friends? Because they are already friends. So square one continues on and on, and it's coming to an end. And I decide, well, I'm going to stretch myself, and I'm going to invite everybody over to my house the Thursday after square one was over. Um, now I live up in Frisco, far, you know, almost to Oklahoma, and thought, are these people going to come to my house all the way up here? They don't even know me, and they've already been friends for years, and they've never met me except for these weeks in square one. But they come to my house, and we have a great time together and from that point on we decided that we better keep meeting so we planned to meet at somebody else's house the next week and it just kind of snowballs from there and I think my story um, beginning was similar to Karen I didn't know anybody other than the people that I worked with and I was working at home so I never even saw the people that I worked with um, uh, a friend of mine in my foundation group told me about Square One, and I started going, again, not knowing anybody that was there, feeling very uncomfortable, feeling older than everybody else. And um, after um, we, well, I kind of felt like the outsider, and I didn't know anybody. I had to go back to work, unfortunately. I, we prayed about it, and I was hoping not to, but I had to go back to work. And so at the end of Square One, I was like, okay, guys, bye. <laughs> um but thankfully, the Lord blessed me at the very last minute and told me that, you know, my, my boss told me I could work part-time. So I'd have my Thursdays free, but I had been kind of out of the group for a little while, and I felt very uncomfortable going back in. And I let that, I allowed myself to stay away for like three months, I think. And it was about October, um, it was about three months later, I finally said, okay, I need people in my life. I need other Christ-like women in my life to, to just have other people and have uh, something to do with my child and learn more about my child. And so I called up Karen after three months and I said, can I come? And thankfully, um, <laughs> it was a blessing that she and everybody invited me back with open arms. And so that was kind of how I stretched myself. I'm very uncomfortable around people um, like that. And um, we all have had to stretch ourselves and go outside of our comfort zone. But three years later, I think we can all say that these are very dear friends and it was so very worth it. Okay, so now I can talk about how we function and what has made us be together for three years, which in mommy world it seems can be like a day and can be like a lifetime. So I'm going to start talking about that. I would say that one of the keys kind of looking back over it is commitment. We have been so committed to this group. It is a Thursday play group is a standing appointment on my calendar, just like a doctor's appointment, um, like church on Sunday, like a community group meeting. I, when people say, "Can you do this on Thursday?" I say, "No, I have something already scheduled." And so we are, we are committed to that. We're also committed to meeting no matter no matter what. Um, I was talking to my mom one Thursday. It was the Thursday before Christmas, 
And I think Christmas was like on Monday or Tuesday. And she said, what are you doing? I said, I'm heading to playgroup. She goes, today? And I said, it's not actually Christmas today. Why will we not meet just because Christmas is in three days? We always meet. We always meet whether it's snowing, whether it's raining, whether it's a tornado, no matter what, we're there. And one of the keys to that is we have kind of alternate plans. If our plan is to go to a park and it's pouring down rain, then we usually have an alternate plan to either go to a mall or to come to someone's house. Vice versa, if our plans are to do indoor activities but we wake up and it's just a glorious day, then we have a park and we know that if it's the weather's nice, we're going to that park. We're going to ditch, you know, go into the play area at the mall. And so we just are committed in those ways to make sure that we don't let having a bad hair day, the fact that we didn't get a shower that morning, the fact that our house is a mess, get in the way of us meeting because we have learned that we need each other, that we need to, to come together, that our kids need it, but we need it more. Um, like Karen said, we meet every Thursday, and um, after we met with at her house for the first time, we decided to keep meeting on Thursdays, and so we uh, decided to start rotating homes, and um, I'm kind of administratively inclined, so I brought a calendar with dates and um, of Thursdays, and we all signed up. So that's kind of how we started meeting every Thursday is we each kind of picked a day to host, and we just kept going. And um, after about the first year, year and a half, when the kids all started crawling and walking, um, some of our houses are a little bit small for 10 one-year-olds crawling around. So... <laughs> Um, we uh, started meeting, doing more outings and getting out of the houses and doing things. And um, one of the things that's really helped us be committed um, on Thursdays is we've started meeting um, on a weeknight every quarter um, with just the moms. We usually meet at Cafe Brazil and for about, I don't know, two or three hours. And um, we set out our calendar for the next three months. So that's really helped us so that we can... Um, and because a lot of times before we started doing that, we wouldn't have a plan and email would go across on Wednesday trying to figure out what to do. And so it's really helped us <clears throat> kind of uh, be prepared and so everybody kind of knows what's going on and uh, where we're going to meet and that kind of thing. So that's really helped us with plans on Thursdays. Another area of commitment that's really strengthened our group is our commitment to each other, our friendships, and just growing those relationships with sisters in Christ. And one way we've done that is we've consistently taken time away together without kids, either in the form of game nights or even weekends away. And it was at our first weekend away that we were really able to invest in each other in the sense that Walls came down, and we were vulnerable with each other. We really prayed together that weekend and were intentional with encouraging each other. And that really has set the stage and laid the groundwork for us really having a Proverbs 27:17 as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another type of relationship. So that at playgroups, our conversations can go deeper, and especially at those times away. And we have challenged each other. To, in the areas of like being intimate with your husband, respecting your husband, having time alone with the Lord, how to pray for your child consistently, how to teach your child God's word. And I remember when Josh was little and I was tired and I just couldn't get a grasp on how do I consistently spend time in God's word. And we were talking about it at playgroup one day and Katrina said, 
Even though when Carson goes down for her nap, I am so tempted to take a nap too, or turn on the TV, or just relax with a book, or clean, or do something, I discipline myself to carve out the first part of that time to be in God's Word, and that helped me tremendously. For me, that painted the perfect picture of how to seek first His kingdom, and then let everything else fall where it may. And um, and so er- examples like that... Um, as we invested in each other. Um, the other thing I wanted to say was um, with Jamie Ruiz and Elizabeth Stites having moved away recently, we had going away parties for them, and there was an opportunity for each of their husbands. They chose to share with us just some encouraging words about how they've seen these friendships and relationships sharpen their wives as wives and as moms and as followers of Christ. And so I think when you choose to invest and choose to go deeper and be vulnerable and open up, it really bears the fruit of what we kind of read at first, the Hebrews 10.24, that we can spur each other on to love and good deeds. And so I think, okay, on the point of dads, um, Ben and Corey sharing, I just also, this is the time to point out that we have to give props to our husbands. We have some really sweet husbands who have done a lot of daddy duty and allowed us to have a game night or allowed us to have a weekend away. So it wouldn't be right to mention that we are committed to each other in our friendships without mentioning we have great dads that support us. And just one final thing. Um, we also are very committed to our kids' friendships and them getting to know each other better. So we don't just meet on Thursdays. We often do things together with the kids outside of Thursday time. Just some fun things. We do swimming lessons together, gymnastics together, gym dandies, um, just other things like kids swaps. So if Courtney wants to clean her house, um, you know, I can watch Josh for her. We do date night swaps so we can have free babysitting and get out with our husbands. And, you know, the list goes on, just other things so our kids can really grow up together and know each other and feel comfortable when they're with each other. So that's just another area of how we feel committed and stronger as a group. So now that we've introduced how how we're meeting and a little bit about um, what we do as a group, we want to also share some tips on how to make that time together really successful. Um, And I think the key is, along with the commitment that we have to meeting, is you have to be flexible. I know you're all moms and you know that flexibility is definitely required, but it it really is key. Um, We all have challenges. Uh, You mentioned weather, nap time, distance, and just the flexibility to and commitment to make that happen. My personal challenge is I live in the colony, so it takes me forever to get anywhere. Karen used to live in Frisco, but um, it's really hard to get Tyler up and dressed and out the door and anywhere on time. So I'm just late all the time, and it's okay. <laughs> Everybody understands. Um, Karen had mentioned the weather. Gosh, there was, I had a lot of examples. There was, I remember one time we all got together at the park. We thought, oh, it's going to be 60 degrees. We can, we can handle it. Bundle up, no big deal. And it was freezing when we got there. The weather was just, the wind was cold. The kids are like runny noses because it's freezing. And we finally had to leave a little bit early that day, but we still met. Um, I think there was a time when it was snowing and sleeting that you said you and Jamie or at least one other got together. It was a Thursday. We still met. Um, of course, the tornadoes, there's a, twice. We, went, we had a, 
an outing at Planet Pizza one time, and a tornado, I guess, came within two blocks of it, and, and like two blocks of Jamie's house. And um, so we're like facing detours and going around down power lines and down lampposts in the parking lot to go on and have fun. And I think that was a really good time for us and our kids. Um, the same thing happened, I think, when we were at Elizabeth's going away. She, there was the sirens were going. The kids were all at home with babysitters, and we're like, "Okay, is everything okay? Uh, all right, good, no big deal." Oh, sirens are gone off. We can go have fun now. No big deal. The tree falls down in the front of our house. But again, it's just, um, it didn't really stop anybody from coming because it was just a time that we um, really challenge or we really cherish now. Um, I think the, the hardest challenge, I think, at the first is probably working around nap times. And everybody thinks that you have to have your kids down for a nap and they really need it. And they do. Um, but we have found that we have been able to schedule our Thursdays to where moms will show up anywhere between 12, 10 and 12.30, and they'll start leaving anywhere between 12 and 3 o'clock. So we have a long day for our play group, and nothing else gets done during that day. But I think my husband told me, you didn't go to work part-time so that you could clean the house. You are home so that you could raise our child. And that's... Um, been something that that we've done so we get there early and during that time somewhere our visits and our kids get to play and the time overlaps and it's worked out really really well for us of course there's times early on and now with second children where there's a lot of napping done in strollers and in car seats and during the car and we just take turns you know moving the stroller around strolling it around or shaking it or whatever it takes to get them to sleep and and um, that makes our time more valuable um, I think that we've been able to witness that, with, I was saying, with the second child, it's a lot easier. And I don't know if that comes from experience or um, just necessity, but for if there's any new moms, it does get easier with the second one. And the kids survive without their naps, or if you have to put them down later, they, are, they are definitely survive. And I think what we've learned is it just definitely makes that time worthwhile. And I think, at, I think at first, when you first start a play group, that flexibility and commitment is a little more forced. You have to talk yourself into it sometimes. But after three years, I think our attitude is more like, um, it's not that I don't, I don't want to face this challenge. It's, Tyler, you're going to get yourself ready. You're going to get in the car. We're going. <laughs> and it's just hard to be that flexible and that committed, but I really encourage you to do it. Another tip to share with outings that has made them successful is to be helpful and supportive to each other as moms. I can remember one time when Lily was pretty little, I just had her car seat. I didn't have my stroller, so I'm lugging her around as we're going to a couple different places. And Holly Shelton was there, and she had her double stroller, so she kicked Ellie out so that Lily could sit next to Anna, and Ellie walked. And um, she just shared with me, and that was so sweet and helped me out so much. On the day that Lily was born, Everyone else was meeting at Jim Dandy's, and so Karen swung by the hospital and picked up Josh and took Josh to Jim Dandy's. So even though his little sibling was born that day, he still didn't miss out on playgroup. Um, and there have been a lot of examples of that where Elizabeth was sick, so Jamie brought Hampton. And um, just loving and serving each other. And the verse that came to mind for me on this part is Proverbs 11:25: A generous man will prosper. He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. And I think as moms, that's one of our ministries that can come most naturally is to each other. We can love and serve each other. 
Um, another thing that just sometimes makes it more fun is to look for seasonal activities that really adds variety and the kids kind of get excited around holidays. And you don't have to make the emphasis overly Santa or anything like that or all about Halloween, but it can be really fun and kind of add some spice to the activities so you're doing something different. Um, we've gone to the Arboretum Pumpkin Patch, the Owens Farm. Um, I'm not sure if you've heard of Owens Farm, but if you want to know where it is, feel free to ask us. The trains at North Park. City of Richardson has a lot of events like Breakfast with Santa, and they have like a luau Hawaiian party. Um, they're fun for two-year-olds. They're kind of silly, but, you know, just things that you can really have a special event that you get your kids all excited about, and it's a little different from going to the park. Excuse me. We've also tried just to incorporate outreach um, with the kids and um, trying to make an effort to teach them how to love others like Christ would. And um, some of the things we've done is, uh, I think it was through Jason, Courtney's husband's work, right? Um, They were collecting cards for the troops. And so we went over to Courtney's and she had everything out, cards, crowns, stickers. um, And the kids just had fun um, making those cards and We've also done stuff, uh, stuff the truck where we've made lots of blankets and um, for that. And one of the things that um, I'm passionate about is uh, senior citizens. And so it's been really fun that they've kind of come alongside and just done that with me. And we've gone, taken the kids up to a retirement home in Richardson by my house. And we've done it the last two years around Halloween where the kids all dress up in their costumes and go up there. And um, last year we did it at Christmas time and did Christmas caroling and the kids probably enjoy it most because they always have cookies and chocolate milk for them, so that kind of gets them there. But um, but it's really fun just to see the residents. They love seeing the little kids, and it's just a blessing to me to take um, my girls up there and just to minister to them in that way. And um, I would encourage you guys, if you, because um, a lot of them don't have, um, you know, grandkids or family, and you know, around, and it's just fun to see them um, interact with them. So. Well, so those are some of the kind of things we've done. We're going to share with you now some activities and different outings and things that you can do with your with your child by themselves, or if you have a playgroup that you can do with your playgroup. And um, on your tables, and there's more. There's not enough for everybody. Our little activity kits for you to take home to do with your child. Um, it's a Creation Mobile, and I didn't bring my sample but I can they're pretty self-explanatory you just there's a hanger there's the bible verse the in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth if you just staple that on there you punch holes in the cards you can hang it there and then you can have a little creation mobile where you can talk to your child about the six days of creation and tell them the creation story and I think Desi and Leanne are handing some more out and if you didn't get one or you need more See me, I have tons of stuff for you for that. So look over that, take that home. Hopes you can do it with your kid. If you have a little baby, stick it away. You'll be able to do it in a year and a half. So that'll be great. Another really fun thing you can do around Thanksgiving and just um, really talk to your children about being thankful for God's blessings is making a turkey shirt. And I brought mine that I did, and a couple other girls did it. I'll try to show it up. I mean, hand it. Sorry, I can't speak. Hold it up. Um, can everyone see that? You just have a few different colors of paint, and you paint the palm of their hand one color, and then each finger a different color, and you stick it on the shirt. So you have to keep their hand open the whole time, which is a little tricky. But um, it's just a great way to incorporate talking about the Lord and doing something fun. 
and you can it's really pretty cheap too. You just can buy a turtleneck or a t-shirt. So that's something fun you can do as a group or on your own. And then um, a couple other activities. This is my daughter's all-time favorite activity. You just get a simple spray paint bottle, bottle and tempera paint that's washable and mix it with water in this bottle. And you get a shower curtain that's like fabric or a really cheap sheet from Target. Put it outside on the grass with some rocks holding down the corners. And then you just give them multiple bottles. I got like red, blue, and yellow paint, three bottles, and just gave them to her. And she just sprayed her heart out for like an hour. So, And I let the paint dry, and the next day we would do it again because she didn't care if there was already paint on there. So it's another fun thing you can do just outside on your own, and it's washable. So if they get covered in paint, it's not a big deal. And I got these bottles at Kroger. Yeah, you get washable Crayola temper paint. And you squeeze it in, so it's a liquid paint, but if you mix water in it, you can hear it, it's just, it becomes a liquid. And then you get a shower curtain that, I got a shower curtain at Target that was a cloth. Or you can get a white sheet, a bed sheet, and just put rocks on the ground on the sheet so it won't blow away, and let them just spray. So it's, she had a blast. And then finally at Hobby Lobby, they have these really cheap craft kits, and they're often... Um, you can find them during different seasons. They probably have them all the time, and they're a dollar, two dollars, and if they're 50% off, which Hobby Lobby has all the time, you can get them for 50 cents sometimes. And we did these at our little holiday parties we'd have, and the kids loved them. I mean, Carson would make them to where they didn't even look like an actual object. Um, but it's just really fun. It's something you can do on your own or as a group, and it's just simple, um, fun thing to do. So. Those are the craft kits. Tyler wouldn't let me take my, his Rudolph off of the refrigerator, so I just stuck magnets on there, and he won't let me take it down. He loves it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, some other fun things that we've done as a group together. Um, Katrina mentioned earlier our holiday times, and we have an annual holiday party that we try to do something fun at, and the kids always have a good time. I think the second one. Was it the second one? Or uh, the kids were like 18 months old. We got together and did decorated cookies, which was a huge, huge mess. But it was so much fun. Um, we do. We stole the idea from uh, one of the building block speakers, Judy Wimberly, a while back. That we baked stars and crosses. And during that time that we were decorating, we had somebody tell the story, uh, the Christmas story of the stars, are to show was to show the way to Christ when he was a baby. And the cross reminds us of why he came here in the first place. So, I mean, at an early age, we don't know if it really stuck with them or not, but that um, it was something to do to incorporate Christ into our time. We've also spent a lot of time at Arbor Hills Nature Preserve. If you don't know where it is, you can look it up online. It's a really great place. The playground there is awesome, huge, shaded. It has an area for smaller kids and the bigger kids, too. So uh, take the time to go out there. And not just the playground, but they have a lot of nature trails. So we would take our kids on the big, long walk around the trail. And during that time, we would um, talk about creation story. And, oh, look, there's a tree on, you know, God made the tree on such and such day. And there's the sun, the water. And talk about all of the things that you can find, animals you'll see out there, and, and what day they created or God created those things. Um, and the same also with the creation. There's a lot you can do with creation, apparently. Uh, one of the groups, they did a creation bags where you just like hid things outside in the yard. And they would go around and they would just collect all of the leaves that God made and the bugs that God made. Did you use real bugs? 
No, I eat plastic ones. <laughs> My child might find real bugs. <laughs> but um, put them in a bag and just um, enjoy it. And I know one thing that I noticed, I never did, and I felt guilty. I remember going out there with the swings that Karen would always recite the books of the Bible while she was just swinging her kids. So ways that you can have a fun time and still incorporate biblical values. Um, I'm going to tell you about one of our kind of maybe out-of-the-box outings, but... Um, when you came in, you got a sheet that kind of went through a list of parks and pools and different outings and just all different things that we have done and some other people have done over the years. One of our kind of, I think one of our biggest out-of-the-box outings is we took the dart, or for little kids, the train, to, from the Arapahoe Station to the Mockingbird Station. So we built up this train. I brought the book, The Little Engine That Could, and we read it, and we got loaded ourselves up. And we were very lucky that day that we sat in the first car. And so the train conductor quickly realized what we were doing and was kind enough to blow the horn for us the entire way. <laughs> so our kids got to yell choo-choo for several stops, and that was a lot of fun. But we got down the Mockingbird, and we went and ate at, I think, Cafe Express, and then went and had ice cream at the Coldstone Creamery, and then got back and took the train home. And it was a full day, and it was just kind of one of those things that we remember and was a lot of fun, and the kids enjoyed it because they don't get to ride trains that often. So they didn't know it was a just a commuter rail-type train. They thought it was the full-blown little engine that could that was taking us from Arapahoe to Mockingbird. So that was one of the things that we did. Um, I think in the spirit of the icebreaker and flops, we kind of have a debate among us, but one of the flops maybe that we've done, and I share this just to encourage you that it's not going to be roses every time, but it's great to just get out and try something new, is we took all the kids to a bowling alley the big one in Plano that plays really loud music. And so we had little ones at that point. A lot of us had number twos. It was chaotic. It was crazy. The kids did love it, but we all left with headaches, and we all thought maybe it'll be a couple years before we try the bowling alley again. Um, so I just share that with you that we've definitely had our ups and downs, and it hasn't been all just beautiful along the way, but um, definitely worth it to try new things. And another thing we've done to be intentional with each other and invest in our kids is um, a lot of us do the Wednesday morning Bible study. Well, when it's out for the summer, last summer we tried, we did a book study together. We did the um, Shepherding a Child's Heart, and we met at each other's houses, and we rotated so that each week two of us, or three if we needed it, would take on the kids, and we'd try and do a separate lesson with the kids. And so on my week, I grabbed... um, a big blue bunny stuffed animal and we have a little stuffed animal of junior asparagus and then we had a couple sheep and we acted out the story of David and Goliath and um, which was very fun and then Katrina's week she did um, Fruit Loops for the rainbow that God promised with Noah and so anyway we had a chance to be intentional with our kids and each other's kids but we also got to really be intentional with each other and talk about parenting. And so we just did that at each other's houses. We rotated who taught the kids and who got to discuss the chapter in the book. And that's it for that part. And um, just to wrap it up, we each want to just talk about briefly what playgroup means to us. And I'm going to read my quote so I don't butcher it. Um, I just kind of wrote this in the book that's on the table. So it's um, what I have in there. 
I said, I'm so thankful to have friends that are in the same stage of life as me. From day one, we have all been through so much together. I love the depth of our friendships. There's nothing superficial about us. We make sacrifices for one another. We laugh together and we cry together. I will never forget these girls as long as I live. I think we all um, share that thought, too. But for me, it's definitely, this is my community of believers. If I didn't have these girls, the only people that I would have are the people that I work with. And um, I don't think that they're necessarily really believers. So these girls help me keep my life on track and help me to encourage me to um, keep teaching Tyler that God loves him and reminding me that God loves me through these girls. Um, and they don't do it necessarily intentionally. It's just just by being around them that I'm encouraged. And it also makes a difference in my day or my week because when I get Tyler, when you're stuck at home or trying to do things with them all the time, their attitude just changes completely when you get them out and among their friends too, and it makes a huge difference. Um, I'm going to reiterate a couple of things I've already shared, which one of the verses is Hebrews 10, 24, and 25, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. And also Proverbs 27:17, iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Another verse that really came to mind for me when I think about this group is Galatians 6, 2. Bear one another's burdens and thereby fulfill the law of Christ. And for me, when I was um, pregnant with Lily, eight months pregnant with Lily, Jason and I moved into our house. And it was not what I expected. I expected to move into a new house and be excited and really grateful because we'd been in a two-bedroom apartment. And I found myself starting to get depressed and anxious and um these women came alongside me. Uh, I might tear up, but um, um, they came over and they unpacked my boxes and they cleaned my kitchen. I've never seen my toaster sparkle like that in my life. Elizabeth Windexed it. Who knew you could Windex a toaster? And um, Jason came home that day and we just teared up together at the blessing that the body of Christ can be when you allow them into your life. And um, and then another thing I wanted to say was um, I have a really great community group. I love my community group. But at the time that I had Josh, I was only the second girl in the group to have had a baby. And so the community with mom's piece was a piece that my community group couldn't provide for me at the time. And these girls have filled that role in my life. But for those of you who are in community groups and you do all have kids, I would think that would be a great way to even deepen and strengthen that those relationships. So I share that to share that I don't feel like your play group needs to be at all competing with your community group. I think it can be a complement to it, like in my case, or maybe really strengthen it if y'all all have are in the same life stage. Um. We are currently not in a community group, my husband and I, so this is like Ginger. This is my community, and um, I just remember when Auburn was first born, you know, I didn't know anyone else that really had kids her age and or as a newborn, and I remember kind of struggling with the baby blues and not really wanting to get out of the house, not having the energy to get a shower. I was exhausted, and Thursdays really provided for me a reason to get out of the house, to get up, get a shower, get dressed. And I looked forward to those days, and I still do. Like Karen said, you know, I don't plan anything on Thursday. Um, 
everybody knows that I'm a Spies girl. So um, they've just been my close friends. Um, we're here to give each other advice, to listen to each other when we're struggling. Um, I know in my case, my daughter had some seizures and we were rushed to the hospital and they all showed up and stayed there, I don't know, until midnight, you know, and and just to have that, to know that you don't have to ask um, them to do anything, that they're there and that they are ready to just um, be your support. And um, it's it's just been, it's been great. And I know that my relationship with my husband is better. My relationship is, you know, with my daughters are better. Um, so it's been, it's been a huge blessing. The girls in my playgroup have meant more to me than I can just even, even say. But recently, um, in March, I was in a car wreck. And I was 28 weeks pregnant. And we thought that everything was going to be okay, but in the early hours of the morning, I was rushed in for an emergency C-section, and we, we lost our son. And when I came out from being under an anesthetic, I saw my husband and I saw my doctor, and then the next, thing I, next people I saw at 5.30 in the morning were three girls from my playgroup there with me then. They had left their babies and their husbands asleep in bed to be there. And, and I can't say this without saying that my community group was right there with them. And they were amazing. And between the people in my community group and the girls in my play group, they all just came around me and my husband and my son for those days that we were in the hospital and for the weeks after. And they, by the time I got out of the hospital, there was a calendar for two months of people bringing me food, of people taking my son out for play dates. Um, my, they had kind of a three-day um, play group while we were in the hospital, so he would have something to do and be able to play. And that has been the biggest tragedy and the hardest thing in my life. And had I not had these girls in my play group, I don't know if I would have come out of it as well as I as I have because I've had people there to talk to, to cry with, to understand. We've been through so much together over three years that that they just knew. They knew how I felt, they knew what I needed, and I didn't have to ask for anything. I didn't have to ask for help in any way. It was just done before I even thought that I needed it. And so that has been what these girls have meant to me. And I hope that you can find people in your life who can be that for you, who can mean that for you. And I'll tell you, it's not easy. It's work. We've worked at this for three years. But it's such an important part of life as a mom to have other moms around you who can love you, who can encourage you, and who can be there for you no matter what is happening in your life. So that's where we're going to end. Um, does anybody have any questions for us? The question is, have we had to deal with any sort of conflict and how we've managed that? Who did Elizabeth call and tell them that you? Okay. Um, my feelings got hurt one time by Elizabeth, and I just read her an email and said, hey, I know this, um, this is what you wrote something, and it hurt my feelings. Is this what she meant? And she called me within 
like 20 minutes and was really upset that I was hurt and you know said that's not at all what I meant changed like what she wrote she wrote something on her blog and she it was like a misunderstanding so it was taken care of like within an hour you know and that was kind of the only thing I think I've ever felt I definitely remember at the beginning when we didn't know each other as well and there were so many different personalities and different approaches um, there were a lot of conversations as we were trying to plan. Okay, I've heard you say this, and you're saying this. How do you feel about that, and how do you feel about that? So I think there was a lot of open conversation, and there still is when we come to a point that we don't agree on. And I think we also have, I think we all have different parenting styles to a point, and it might be a little bit um, nervous. I don't want to offend anybody, and I don't want anybody to judge me and my parenting style, but I think it kind of works itself out a little bit with um, just being respectful of other people's parenting styles and and also being open and realizing as new moms that we will all have different parenting styles, and, and that's okay. Great question. The question is, how's it impor- how important is it to have all your kids at the same age and the same lifestyle, and then how has it changed since we've had second children with them being at different ages? Well, um, Lily was the first second to come along, right? Yeah. And um, I think that I kind of envisioned that, you know, when Josh turns four, he probably will do preschool twice a week and won't necessarily get to enjoy playgroup as much potentially, but Lily will get to enjoy all the seconds, and even though they aren't right at her age, I think that there will be a natural friendship there. And um, I've just seen that happen. Actually, Desi has taught me that with Josh playing with Paul when Paul was crawling, and now that Paul's walking around, they're even better buddies. So I don't think the age difference can't work. And I would say that um, it was convenient for us that all of our children happened to be just a few weeks apart, and so that was a natural um, way for us to come together. But I feel, at least with my son, because I don't have a, a second, has adopted all of these little second babies as his little brothers and little sisters, and he, he plays with them and cares for them just like their big brother and big sisters do. So I feel like we've almost kind of created a little family around each other. So it, the divide in age isn't as startling as you might think it would be. And the question was, how have our husbands, if they've come together, and do we do a lot of things with husbands and stuff? Um, I'll start with that one. Um, we we have cookouts, and we've done holiday parties, and we always invite the husbands to those things. And in many ways, the husbands kind of independently have come together. I know my husband played on a softball league for two seasons with two of the other husbands and they did things together we went on vacation with one of the couples and so in those ways they have formed friendships where I guess they feel connected I'd say they definitely aren't as close like for sure they're not on the same level but they're all friendly and we could have the vorals over for dinner and they would the guys would totally get along but Simon's not going to call Jason and like go get grab a beer or something probably so. I will. I will share that my husband. I think when um, when Elizabeth and Jamie had moved away and we had they're going away, my husband shared with me. I haven't been a part of this group really that much. I don't go to the birthday parties that much or the cookouts, and that's a really piece that I think I want to start being more involved with. And it's been good to see those connections. And um, I love that 
that when the dads get around, when we do have birthday parties, what I love, and I think we've shared this, um, we share this feeling, that one dad will see another kid doing something wrong, and they naturally go and make that correction. And we're just like, uh, that's not your kid. And I love that. I love to see people other than my son's father correcting him that I know and trust. Karen, tell that story. Okay. Um, and I'll preface with this, that my son is pretty close with this dad, Both of the, all the boys there. We were at a birthday party, and um, my son Jack was getting into it with another little boy, Hampton. It wasn't the first time. It wasn't the last time. But they were getting into it. And I was walking over, and my mom waited to, to intervene to take care of this. And this dad, um, Corey Ruiz, mind you, neither one of these boys were his boys, said, I've got it under control. <laughs> and, and I was so just taken back with that. I didn't even know what to do. I was like, I just walked away. I was like, neither one of them are your children, and, and you've got it under control. And, and I couldn't even say anything because I was just so just taken back. And to me, though, it, I went to him later on. I was like, what, what was going on? He was like, well, I watched the whole thing, and I saw it. And, and it played out, and it was playing out. And he did step in, and he did deal with it. And, and that's kind of odd in some ways, but in some ways it's really cool that, that he knew my son and this other little boy. He knew that they got into it. It could have easily been his son, the one getting into it. And he took care of it. He stepped in as a Christian man. Who knew who I trusted and who I knew would have dealt with it the same way my husband would have dealt with it or the other little boy's dad would have dealt with it and was able to kind of speak into these little boys' lives um, in a way that maybe I as a mom wouldn't have at that moment. I may have just rescued where he taught. So um, she was asking how we kind of manage with time and naps and how we organize that. Um, I remember with Auburn, I did not like to interrupt nap time either. So I think we I think we initially started at like 10. And so I think the kids usually napped around 8.30 or 9. And we usually go from, I think Ginger was talking about some people. And so and now with the second one, I'm not sure how that's going to play out just because i got to go back backtrack. But we usually start around 10, 10.30, and then... That's usually when I show up, and then I usually leave around 12.30 to get home by 1 to put Auburn down. But I know, like, Karen doesn't put Jack down until later, so they don't usually show up until 11.30 or 12, and then stay until 2 or 3. So we kind of just have a start time, and you just show up whenever and leave whenever, and sometimes you overlap, sometimes you may not see somebody, but... There's always somebody there. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We pack a lot of lunches or stop by Chick-fil-A on the way or call another mom and say, hey, can you grab Chick-fil-A if you're stopping there? And so we will have lunch typically during our play group. I would also say just one more thing to add on that. One of the things that I think is important is that we meet every Thursday. And that way, if you can't make it that Thursday, you're going to be there the next Thursday. Um, and so you're not opposed to meeting maybe every other week, you're not going to go a month without seeing the people in your playgroup. And, and I think that that is really important. It's hard to commit to meeting every week, but it increases the chance for you to see those people regularly and build that relationship. It is. <laughs> the question was how many are too many and how many are not enough. 
I think we have ten. Well, we have we had ten. Now we have eight or seven. Ten appearance. So yeah, if you look at that picture on the front of that book, that I mean, that's a, that's a lot of people. <laughs> but I don't. I think at the beginning we kind of, it's hard to have too many because you want to be connected with each other and you want to know each other well, and you may not be able to do that if you have so many people, but I think it's worked out really well. I would say that I, we have 10, and that's, that's a lot. We don't want to grow. Um, we probably wouldn't. Well, and one of the things we do is, like, we invite friends. You know, when we go to the park, we invite people to come. Like, a lot of times my neighbor, we have a street where we have lots of neighbors with young kids and I invite them to the park with us but when we do weekends away and do um, intentional things with just the moms we usually we keep it with us the ten of us I think there's strength in numbers because inevitably one or two kids is going to be sick and you if it's too small and you're just left with two two moms and two kids left, it kind of feels like, should we even bother with it today? So I think there's some strength in numbers, um, and I think you can make it manageable. The question is, her son's two months old. Is it? Is there a point where it's useful for your children? Is it useful now? Just kind of, how does that look? I think it's good because you're getting in the habit early. So the sooner you get in the habit, then it's just kind of old hat. You, you just start meeting for playgroup and eventually they'll crawl around they start to play together or play next to each other and you know you're just going to someone's house and it's part of your life and it's really important to make it part of your life and I think the earlier you start sorry the more familiar your kids are with one another so it's not like okay you're two now so I'm going to introduce you to your new friend they've already been you know rolling around with each other for two years and that's made a difference I think some of Josh's first words were the names of his little buddies. And um, my, both of my kids have really bad separation anxiety. And so Wednesday mornings and Sunday mornings was a struggle with both of them, still is with Lily. And um, seeing their buddies that they've known since the time they were two months old in their class gets them excited and gives them a feeling of comfort. And to me, that's huge. I'm, I'm, I've been hoping and praying that Lily will have those same bonds with some of the friends in her class. And I'll say, there's many days that I wish that our kids were all two months again, and that we were just sitting there with the carriers in front of them, you know, like that Tostitos commercial, I think, where they're just like eating chips and like, we got to have playgroup more often, because those were, those were the days. That is when we built our relationships. We barely get to talk now, because we're chasing kids, we're changing diapers, things are... Noses are running, somebody's falling. Those were the days that we built our relationship. It was also the days where we were encouraged, and it was kind of two hours, three hours of advice. Like, is your kid doing this? Yeah, my kid's doing that too. Great, we're not freaks. So, like, that is a good good time in those early, early months. The question was, do we have rules about illness and whatnot? I think we kind of follow the watermark rules. I might be, like Stacy and I are probably more on the cautious side. Like if someone had a fever like 48 hours before, I might be like, eh, I'm probably not going to go, you know. And But Karen's like, whatever, you know, fever, I'm showing up, you know. 
So Jamie and Elizabeth and I would pretty much meet unless someone had puked that day. Um, that's just kind of how we are. But my son doesn't really get sick all that often. So, I mean, he it went for a year without going to the doctor. So I get to have that luxury where I recognize that other people don't. My child was in daycare, so he was sick all the time. And there came a point, I think, when I actually asked everybody, I'm like, okay, if I keep him home because he has a snotty nose, I will never see you again. And I think just the answer that I got, and the rule of thumb that we typically follow is we'll just send out an email and say, hey, Tyler's got a kind of runny nose right now, and um, let me know if we need to stay home. And just kind of give a, an acknowledgement that my child may or may not have something, and um, we decide from there. And also I think that has become easier as the kids have gotten older because we try to do a lot more activities outside so they're not enclosed and coughing and sneezing on one another. And I would also encourage when they're babies and they're in, in there and they're little carriers, they're probably not sharing pacifiers with each other or really breathing on each other so much. So you can be, you can be cautious, but think about the interaction that they're going to actually have with each other when they're, when they're itty-bitties. So the question was, how do you start a group? How do you find these people? We all were fortunate that we joined Square One, um, which is a class they have here at Watermark for new moms. And so we were all new moms. We all joined Square One. That's how we met. Um, You can do community groups. You can meet that way. Um, Building Blocks has an open play group every Friday in the summer, which is a great way to meet and connect with new moms. And then coming up in August, on August 15th, um, we're going to do a thing called PlayLink, and that is going to be a time where you can come. There'll be childcare, and you can meet with other moms who are looking to form um, play groups. And we'll help you kind of organize yourselves and connect so that you can find that community, like like we have found. Is PlayLink encouraging people to be Watermark members? I'm not really. I don't, I don't know. I decided because I live in the colony, I don't go to um, to Watermark regularly any longer. And I know that our group has a couple of uh, people that weren't necessarily Watermark, and I just wanted to mention that. They. Lindsay's organizing play groups, so she's going to complain, Link, so she's going to come and answer that question more fully for you. Hi, I'm Lindsay Harris, and... Um, I just want to give these girls a round of applause because yay. Such an encouragement. And um, they have let me ride on their coattails a little bit throughout the years, and, and it's been a real privilege to um, get to know them some too. But as far as PlayLink goes, I just have a passion for having community with other moms because it has meant so much in my life. So I volunteered to organize play groups for Watermark, and as far as the specific event on August 15th goes, come on. You know, if you're looking to get connected and plugged in, come on. We're not advertising it to the general Dallas-Fort Worth area because it is our first time to try it. And what we would love more than anything is to get some watermark moms plugged together with each other, running strong, and then out of that group you can reach out to the rest of the Dallas-Fort Worth area. That's sort of our vision right now, but by all means, you are more than welcome. Jump right in. We would love to have you. Are there any other questions for the group? Uh, one more thing I wanted to add is that 
My playgroup is a little bit different than these guys are, just in the, the sense that none of us are particularly admin gifted, and so we're not this awesomely organized. And that's okay, we make it work. Usually it's, I'm sending out a text to this list of, of women that I love that are in my life, saying, I'm going to Chick-fil-A in 20 minutes, who can come? You know, who can meet me there? So probably three different days a week, there is some sort of invitation going out of, it's the last minute, we're doing this. If, if we're really on top of things, it's tomorrow I'm going to. <laughs> and it works for us, and, and it's great. And we're also pretty open. So if you are looking to come to Chick-fil-A with us tomorrow, then just give me your email address as you're leaving, and I will add you to our list because we would love to get to know you, and we would love to have you. And Desi's laughing because she knows it's the truth. <laughs> so uh, let me close this in prayer, and we are done a little bit early, so enjoy this time without our babies to fellowship with some other ladies at your table, maybe start to build some friendships, meet some people that you don't know, and enjoy some food that's back there. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for um, the blessing of community that you have provided for us. You, you made us, Lord, and you know that we have a need in our heart for fellowship with other moms who understand where we are and what we're going through. And I thank you for the blessing of um, filling that need in our lives and that we are able to sharpen each other and to spur each other on towards all the more love and good deeds and also to improve ourselves as wives and as mothers of our children. And I pray that you will uh, grow some new play groups out of uh, the women who are here today so that they might have that community. And if there's anyone here who is desiring that, who's hungry for that and doesn't have it, that they would feel comfortable to know that we've all been in this awkward place, but it's worth going out of... um, stepping out of our shells a little bit uh, into that awkwardness to build those friendships um, and that you will bless that effort on our parts. I thank you so much for this time and uh, we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen.